What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I have the T-Bird. Hello. I got Tricky Mick. What up? And I got my brother from down under. I got CJ. G'day, mate. How you going? Uh, what's up, guys? I am super stoked about tonight's show. I'm very, very excited about the roundtable that we have tonight. Uh, I had to uh, murder one co-host and uh, kidnap the other to make this possible, to make room for you guys. So I am super stoked to have you here. I'm already about right now. Now, if one of the guys, if one of the guys shows up and he's actually dead, I didn't really murder anybody. It was just kind of like a tongue in cheek. It's a joke. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> Oh, jokey joke. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is That's, a knife. There you go. Hey, hey, how is your knife collection, CJ? Are you, a, are you an avid knife collector? Well, no, unfortunately not. It's very, it's very basic. You know, just your basic dissection kit for the human being. But there you go. <laughs> I was about to say, are you even Australian if you don't have a knife? <laughs> hey, look, I've I've been told that I don't sound very Australian, so I don't know. Whoever in the middle, whoever told you that is lying. Yeah. <laughs> well, from an American perspective, I suppose, but from an Australian perspective. Hey, so uh, one of the uh, one of the pastors at my church <clears throat> is Australian, but he's also like Asian. So he yes. was born in, or excuse me, his parents are from Asia, and then they moved to Australia, and they had him. So he's he looks like his little jacked chi- uh, Chinese like. Um, God, I don't want to call him like a kung fu master. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got like his his hair's all shaved except for like this one little strand of hair down the down the top, uh, and he's like he's very very you know like muscular, and uh, but he's got this he's got this strong Australian accent, but it doesn't match like what he looks like. Mm-hmm. And so when he introduces himself, he goes, "Hey everybody, I'm a, my name's Dan Leanne." He's like, uh, <laughs> "I'm from uh, I'm from uh, China." He goes, "That's what my face looks like." This. He's like, but I was actually raised in Australia, so that's what my voice sounds like this. Um, but he's wow. a Chinese Australian who lives in America, and it, he is quite the character. Mm. That'd be quite a life story, I imagine, that, to, to, to <laughs> move through those places to end up there. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Um, but whenever he, you know, he, he, does, he makes fun of us because we live in the South, so he, he likes to emphasize the word y'all a whole bunch. Uh, and when he does it, he sounds like you. So like sometimes I'm listening to just some like his podcast and stuff, and I'm just like, and sometimes sometimes I get confused. Like, is this Dan Leon? Is this is this CJ? I can't even tell. Praise the, the Lord! What do you reckon, <laughs> Daryl? Do I do I have some religion in me? I feel it. I feel I, the power today. Pre- there oh, no, you go. I was going to say preachers, he- but what do you? Peti- no, you're not petitioners. I don't look. Uh, look, uh, listeners, I apologize. I'm showing my lack of religious education here. General <laughs> members of the flock, welcome to the Loop Bros episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, now you just flipped it on its head, and you just turned our uh, podcast into a cult. So, with that being said, <laughs> you mean it wasn't a cult you, before? L- I mean, you don't tell anybody. You just kind of like let them kind of go with the flow, drink the Kool Aid, and. May the strong survive, oh, right? Oh, you're religious like that, are you? I didn't realize. I didn't. So, how much longer do you have before paradise? Uh, well, it depends on uh, depends on how fast I drink this drink. You know. How do, how do you so. feel about a trip to South America? Uh, I mean, right now, I think all forms of travel are prohibited because of the uh, coronavirus. So, I think that I'm just gonna stay in my bunker. Uh, sip on my Kool-Aid and watch uh, everyone else get fumigated overseas. <laughs> well, you know, with the coronavirus, I got my lime ready, so I'm all set. Ah. 
Man, you are on it with the dad jokes tonight. <laughs> well, I so, am a dad. All so. right, let's uh, gra- grab your drinks and let's toast it up. I don't know if you guys can hear. This is Tricky Mick's favorite part. Whoa, did somebody go already? I didn't hear I thought I heard it pop off. I heard it right. crazy. So, so this week's toast goes out to my two guests, Tricky Mick and CJ. I really appreciate you guys joining. And technically, it was kind of last minute. Um, Josh has work schedules changed up a bit. So we have every other week visitation with him. And then Frosty, uh, his wife actually just started a new job that pr- prohibits him from being here. Um, so I will be needing, you know, some some fill-ins here on kind of on the regular. So I just want to appreciate you guys for coming in here, gracing us with your presence, stepping down from your podcast high horses Whoa. and slumming it down here with us, uh, us little folks in the loot rows. I tell you what, in America, you spend too much time talking, less time drinking. Well, let's do it. Ooh, man. On burns a little bit. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mm. Sons of Steve! Like I, like I said before, this... I was reminded of a time in my 20s when I heard a sound like that, and I had a, a severe burn the next day as well, Daryl. It's, uh, <laughs> it's funny that it's catching up with you now. Hey man, just took a little time. Just took a little time. All right, like I said before, this is the Loot Bros podcast. We are a pseudo video game, um, bad dad joke, uh, and sexual innuendo podcast. Um, this week's official topic, we will be talking about our dream launch lineup for the next gen consoles. Being that everyone is really tap dancing around, showing all of their cards. Uh, If you are into social media stuff, please check out our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, We are desperately uh, in the mood for some some subscribers, for some uh, reviews on the various podcast applications. Um, I want to put it out there that I have a solo podcast called 2236, a survival horror podcast. we, uh, I just relaunched it, and we have a brand new episode coming out this coming week. So when you hear this show go live on the Loot Bros Podcast feed, the next episode of 2236 will be going live. And there's uh, some bogus BS I'm supposed to be thanking the trophy, congratulating the trophy whores on. What's up with this nonsense? You are? Their service and, and retiring of their show? <laughs> oh, you're a oh. Yeah. That's a, oh, that's that's a scoop. I didn't know that. <laughs> I heard it here first, folks. Uh, last minute <laughs> addition to the run of the show. Congratulate the trophy horse on their for their service and retiring of their show. Tricky, is there something you want to tell us? Not at all. Is this a Levi joke? I don't know, man. Levi don't have access to the notes, bro. Actually, it says here that you put on there that you guys are rebranding. That's that's congratulations. Kind of, that's kind of funny since I don't have access to the doc. Uh, oh, I know uh, what it is, Daryl. They, they're removing trophies from the name, so they're just going to be the whores. They're, they're going to be the whores. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I got no problem it's being the horse. It's going to be the Nintendo horse. I, t- I tell you or, what, you'll pick up a new clientele if you name yourself the horse. Trust me. Just the horse. Yep. Hey, apparently <laughs> that clientele makes more money, so. Yes, they're cashed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, and then I just want to put a plug in the backlog beatdown. Uh, if you are listening to the show for the first time, we have a running contest uh, just for bragging rights. But basically, all you got to do is stop buying video games from January 1st, 2020, all the way to December 31st, 2020, and beat the games that you own. If you beat a game, you get plus one point. If you 100% or platinum a game, you get a plus one point. Uh, if you decide that you just can't stop yourself and you have to purchase a new video game, it is then negative one point. And whoever has the most points at the end of the year is the victor. Now, with that being said, there are several side bets, side quests running for various prizes. I think, CJ, you're running one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, kind of put a little plug in there on your side quest? Yeah, sure. So, like, the idea was, obviously, we all get to talk weekly on our on our various shows, you know, which is fantastic and whatever else. But many other people don't don't get that opportunity, or you know, maybe they don't want to. But I'm personally interested in in always hearing about games. I don't have enough time. I'm sure I'm the, the same as you, gentlemen, to play everything. So I'm always fascinated to hear about games. So the idea just being that if you just you know want to write more than you know plus one or plus two, just what you thought of the game or anything, mainly for a selfish reason for me. Uh, so we can learn. And then, you know, if down the track, you know, it interests you to come on a podcast, I mean, Daryl's, you know, spooking for some guests here, but, uh, you know, it's the same for our podcast as well. We're always open to it, you know, and, you know, just to talk games. So that that was the idea behind it. But yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then I know we have one of our avid listeners and friends of the show, um, Levi Thomas, who has his own uh, too legit to quit side quest based on beating games that are eight hours or more. And whoever gets the most of those, there are various prizes associated with it. And since you guys were throwing all your chips in, I figured I would also extend a little bit of a challenge. And if during the course of the backlog beatdown throughout the year, if you complete an entire franchise, meaning every single game released under said title. So for an example, Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect Andromeda, then I would invite you onto our show and dedicate an entire segment of the show to you talking about your experience with said franchise. <laughs> Does so. that hold true for Japanese visual novels? And when will Tricky be talking about them? <laughs> well, hey, that brings us to our first guest. Tricky, yes. lead us off. What have you been playing? Well, I am currently playing uh, Batman Arkham Knight, uh, going back through that. Uh, then I'm going to work on Arkham City, then I'm going to work on Asylum. So I guess I'll complete the whole thing uh playing some division two playing uh actually i haven't played the rock band that's all i've really been playing just been stuck stuck with division and uh arkham knight very nice how have you played any of the new dlc for the division two uh well that's gonna lead me into my question later i don't know if you guys want me to bring it to now uh it's the new expansion comes out Tuesday, so two days after the show comes out. Uh, but there are a lot of people bitching about the expansion because they're uh, they're they're taking the division two, which is based in DC, and we're going back to New York to handle uh, certain uh, bosses and take down the main boss from division one. Got to take down Bloomberg. Yeah, that that asshole needs to go. Sorry, (laughs) that's that's the free one. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we won't bleep that one. <laughs> um, 
he was so arrogant. I don't know. I don't know if you know this about Bloomberg, but there's a two-term uh, limit for mayors in New York City. He changed the law to get himself a third term, and then after he was elected the third term, changed the law back to two people, two terms. Um. Anyway, back to <laughs> back to uh, Division Two. There are a lot of people thinking because uh, episodes one, two, and three, which came out with the one-year pass, uh, they were very clear, and they said that the one-year pass only allows you a, a week early access to all those, but all the content was going to be given to everybody uh, for free. So now with Warlords of New York coming out, which is a $30 expansion, there are a lot of people and complaining because they expected this expansion to be included in the one-year pass. Which is why the question that I wanted to pose to you guys, and I know I'm derailing your show, uh, but we could do that after the intros. But I, I, w- I want to know, are gamers getting too entitled in the fact that we bought a one-year pass, we paid money for that, and then people would just expect every f- future piece of DLC to be included? Like, are we entitled, or are the developers entitled to make their money? But we'll answer that later. All right, T-Bird, what you been playing? Oh, God. I finished uh, Witcher 3. Put, what, 42 hours into that game? Still got, Congratulations. Still got the two expansions to go through, but I'm going to wait to do those a little later. And just been playing some Call of Duty here and there. Haven't really felt like playing anything else. That's it for Did, me. Uh, the Witcher take it all out of you? Just took it? Uh, zapped you for everything you're worth? Kinda, not really. It's just trying to find something that's gonna match up to that. Cause like I'm looking at like I was like I want to play Bioshock. Ooh, that's not the same kind of game I want to play right now. It's just I'm stuck in a weird rut. I don't know which where I want to go with what game. Can I ask? Is that that's just the base game, or did you are you that, gonna do the DLC? That was strictly that? just base game. Yeah, and do you think like I, I haven't I haven't put that much time into it, so I'm I'm genuinely interested. Is it is it worth that amount of time? Like, is the ending is it is it good? Like, uh, I know it's a you know everyone raves about it, but mm-hmm. what did you think? I like I really enjoyed it, and um, there's there's definitely there's several endings you can get in the game because me and my roommate we were playing it at the same time. He got something completely different than I did. So there's always there's a replayability of going going back through the story, but it gave me a new game option. I don't know if I want to start another 40-hour playthrough of that. <laughs> no. but, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth a, a good, solid playthrough. Alright, what about you, CJ? Uh, yeah, so look, I'll throw a little bit of love. Daryl, you'll be interested in this game. Uh, a new horror game, uh, Infliction. So this is by an Australian Australian developer from Brisbane, actually, Caustic Reality, and uh, published and uh, published by a local Sydney company, Blowfish Studios, which are actually over at the states oh, at wow. the moment in in packs. Uh, and I know Kalai uh, went and visited them yesterday and had a look at the game, which is is fantastic. So look, this is a really great horror game. It's it gives me the vibes of um a little Silent Hillish, but also a little bit of um ah oh, it's uh, Kojima, the game that never came out or the demo. That Sil- never came uh, out. PT Silent Hills. 
PT, yeah, PT. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That was that was it, wasn't it? So it's got that feel. It's all set in a suburban house or whatever else, and you you don't really know what's happened. And the sound design in this game is phenomenal. It's as creepy as as all get out. You've got your creaks and your floorboards and your whispers and look. It's got a bit of everything in there without you know without spoiling it. It's around like a four hour experience, so it's not massive or whatever else, but but it's good you know and i would i would you know throw that out there for consideration and then look i haven't been playing much else but i'll throw out one other one only because you, you probably won't come across it because you're, you're not you know <clears throat> you're not into the spam so heavily as as myself i suppose uh, and that is this mosaic so this is a, a funny game trophy whores it, it's not well i mean there's a there's a full game here it's quite interesting an adventure game if you like but the whole trophy list, the whole trophy list can be earned, Tricky, you'll love this, can be earned just in the first couple of minutes of the game. Now, it takes about 10 hours with a turbo controller, but all the trophies are tied in with a, with a mini game. And so, so basically, you can see that the developer here has no interest in trophies at all. He's just whacked them all in in the front end of the game and then you know it's your choice if you play the game afterwards or not, which, look, I, I find that hilarious. And then... Oh, it is. It's it's bizarre, Daryl. It's absolutely bizarre. I mean, it's the future. It is the future. I heard that it's like uh, the trophies are actually like like call out how much time you're wasting. Yeah, well, that's, and, it, that's, that's right. and it's like uh, it's like a play on the fact that you're playing a game on your phone to waste time, and the whole yes. story of Mosaic is supposed to be centered around like you know. Uh, things being mundane and repetitive and not getting the most out of your life. And then all the trophies are tied up to this cell phone game inside of a game that yeah. almost ridicules you for getting them. Yeah, look, it's it's very <laughs> meta. And I mean, the, the plat would be impossible without a turbo controller because it's literally a clicker. So you, But you have to click a trillion times. So, so without a turbo controller, you're not, you're not going to do Lord. that. You know, nobody's going to do that. So, but with a turbo, you know, I think it's around ten hours just just running idle. But yeah, I mean, but the game itself by Norwegian developer, it's good. It's really, it's really, really dark. Now you're going to have to stop me here, Daryl, because otherwise I'll just keep going. But I'll throw one keep more going. out. Keep going. Uh, hey, hey, keep the floor going, is yours, bro. <laughs> I'll throw one more out, Dragoon, which is also uh, now this is D R A U G N, listeners. I still I still not completely sure of the pronunciation. This is also uh, a Norwegian game, and it's uh, uh I think most of us have played Edith Finch. Oh, it's yeah. got these Edith Finch vibes. It's a much bigger game, and it's uh it's slightly different subject material, but it's along it's along that idea where you go to a house, you have this this girl that's with you, and it's a bit of a bit of a detective sort of mystery thing. It is it is a walking sim, but look, it's absolutely gorgeous game. And the again, the music in this game is it's fantastic. So look, that you know that's great. That's great. And look, tricky. I, I dropped into the division too, and I I did one of the I did the Manning Zoo. It was fantastic with the monorail. Can I ask you though, tricky? Seeing you threw in a question that had nothing to do with what you'd been playing. Uh, why are the missions so difficult to do by yourself? Are they even possible to do by yourself? Or they you are. Someone else. They are definitely possible to to do by yourself. It's just you got to watch the level requirements for it. Ah, it requires skill. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a shame. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, but so yeah, that's pretty much it. Very cool. Very cool. That was, that was a nice little diverse list you brought there. I actually am a little bit disappointed because I know you tend to yep. finish seven to 12 games a week. And, you know, that was only three. But, hey, I'll take what I can get if that's, if that's what you're <laughs> well, offering. See, I, I have to be careful, Daryl, because on our show, we do this segment for 40 minutes. And I know you don't want that on your show. So. <laughs> you know, well, you know, it's crazy. 
I get ridiculed a little bit. You know, for the most part, the Loot Bros podcast gets a lot of positive feedback. Every now and again, you'll have some some Joe Blow come along and say, you don't talk about the games fast enough. You don't talk about enough games, man. You spend too much time talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's candles and um, pooping in socks and, you know, some of the random stuff that's that kind of pops in and out here and there. Um, so I, I personally love when we get more game talk. Yes. Yeah. But you had your chance, so there's that. Yes, no, no, I'm well uh, happy. <laughs> so I uh, went down the franchise rabbit hole and I decided that I would uh, run through all of the Call of Duties. Now, I believe I mentioned that on last week's episode that I kind of did my little run of the show by myself. Um, so I am currently playing Black Call of Duty Black Ops and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Now, as I said before we start recording, my copy of Black Ops just will not load past the sixth mission or seventh mission, something like that. And uh, up to this point, it wouldn't load past the fifth. So I swapped and played on a different PlayStation, and it loaded. I got to finish one more mission, but then it's not working anymore. There's not a scratch on the disc, so I guess it's a dud. I'm going to go pick up another copy of it soon. No, that's the game, not the disc. Yeah. Yeah. That was the the problem all along. My bad. (laughs) Um, But until I do, I went ahead and moved on to Black Ops 2. So I'm trying to wrap up Black Ops 2. Uh, I have got a review copy for a survival horror game called Dawn of Fear. Uh, Dawn of Fear, it's a old school Resident Evil style game. Uh, you know, so I won't say it's pre-rendered backgrounds, but it's you know it's it's they're trying their best to make it look like you know an old mansion. Um, you know, it's got the uh, the fixed camera angles, the tank-ish controls. I mean, they're a little more modern, but they still have a little bit of uh, of tank to them. So you can't quite just zip around the the mansion like you'd like like you want to. It's got a little bit of Silent Hill in it when it when it comes to some of the enemy designs and maybe some of just the overall like weirdness that's going on. Uh, and the developers tout that it's Resident Evil meets Silent Hill. Um, I, I reached out to them because I saw the game you know on the drop and I was like, man, this looks like something I'd want to cover. More so than just play, you know, play or even play through for the platinum and then say on the podcast, hey, you know, so I kind of wanted to do this one a little bit more for my solo show. So I reached out to him and said, hey, I'd like to work with you guys, blah, blah, blah. So I'm playing through the game. They gave me the review code and I was super excited about it. I'm looking forward to working with them. And I was playing through the game and then hit like a glitch where I needed three items to get through a puzzle. And one of the items glitched out on me so I couldn't progress. So I have to start over couple hours uh, say an hour or so into the game um so they just recently put out i think it was last week they put a video out that said they were patching the game so hopefully some of the bugs and glitches will be gone so i i'll, I'll get back to that game uh this week just before you move on it's so it's so funny you mentioned that because i i played a little bit of this like as i do a little bit of this game in early february i think i played literally the first room and going through my mind was like this is a daryl game this yes. is not a me game. This is a you game. And I thought, I'm going to stop because at some point you are going to get involved in this game. And I'm going to, I'm going to really enjoy listening to, to you talk about it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this, this content you've got coming down on this game. And then I think yeah. after I've listened to it all, I'm going to go back to it. But it's, yep. that's a wonderful thing. That's going to be excellent. So the next episode, 2236, is already scripted and planned out. So they will not be on this one, but it will be on the following episode that will release a couple weeks after. Um, so I'll go into it in, in depth, and I'll, uh, I'll give my, 
my opinion on it. I'm, I'm excited, man. It's like it's. I'll go ahead and say it's not the best game in the world, uh, but it really does speak to what got me into gaming, what put its hooks in me, and what puts its hooks in, in that that genre. Um, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I uh, also picked up, or excuse me, I didn't pick up. Because uh, that'd be, you know, give me some negative points. My wife purchased for me. Um, <laughs> oh, you were cheating a little. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That was that. Uh, that was. I got. I got uh, outvoted on that one. You know, you can't. You can't turn a gift away, according to the High Council. Oh, but you could charge. Right. But you could charge me a negative two for getting Darksiders Genesis. I mean, because you're buying it twice. Because like, you're I'm, buying it twice. But I'm not buying it twice. I'm buying it one time. The the other one is being sold. Well, just you have to purchase it to sell it, bro. I mean, you can't get around with it. You can't get around it. That, so either that, way, that, that's a it is my turn to talk about games. So I was gifted. I can just see Daryl in the corner of his kitchen with a fifty. Yeah, could you buy this for me? He's looking as shifty as that's a That's exactly what's happening. Trying to buy alcohol off a dodgy man. It's like this is fantastic. You know what? My wife bought me Dark Tide Genesis. I get no negative one. Yeah, instead of instead of uh, hanging outside of the gas station trying to get somebody to buy my cigarettes, I'm like hanging outside of GameStop. Hey, man, you want to buy this game for me, man? Uh, look, you know what I think, Daryl? I think you need to add another another rule to the the rule book here for the backlog beatdown. Now, at what page number is this rule book up to? It's like I mean, if if I let the community and most importantly Tricky have it, it'd be at forty pages deep right now. Yes, <laughs> we'll just amend that so. to the bottom. There you go. <laughs> Page 13, paragraph 7, amendment 6. Uh, anyways, but yeah, so my wife, my loving, beautiful, wonderful wife, bought me the Vanquish Bayonetta 10th Anniversary Steelbook Edition. Um, did, so did you I put to write in that Vanquish. down on a piece of paper for your wife? Did she even know what that was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Here, here's the name how, of the game. How is anyone supposed to win this competition, listeners, when this sort of garbage is going on? Come on. <laughs> JT, how are uh, you going to compete against this? This is unbelievable. He's, Fire up. He son. says, uh, JT says he's going to dunk the dunk this week. He says he's going to drop it big uh, tomorrow. I don't know. You uh, better be careful, JT. I'm going to speak to Daryl's wife after about a few things, games included. Yeah, she, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a, quite a talker, so you, you know, you'll get there eventually. So, either way, as I was saying, uh, my loving, wonderful, beautiful wife picked me up the Vanquished Bayonetta. Uh, 10th anniversary collection and it is freaking phenomenal i put in vanquish and played through just the tutorial into into the beginning oh my gosh that game is so cool it is so fast and so fluid and so fun um tricky legit we need to that needs to be the 2020 goal for both of us platinum vanquish well since you have it can you confirm that there are two different uh Platinum's? Yeah, two different, two separate trophy lists. I mean, it's the exact same as the PS3 trophy list too. All right, I'll have Vanquish Platinum within a week. I don't believe that. That's a no. There's no way. From the time you I start playing uh, it, from the time I start playing it within a week, I'll have it platted. No way. That's not possible. Look, dude, I I, right. I appreciate your enth- enthusiasm, but you can't even platinum Ratchet and Clank. That's uh. By the way, <laughs> you don't have the platinum. So, all right, so here we'll we'll make we'll make a deal right now. CJ okay. and Tanner and all your listeners can be uh, witnesses. If I pl- platinum vanquish from a, a week from the time I start playing it, then I don't get a negative two for Dark Siders of Genesis. 
Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. If you ain't whipping out no no modded Henku bullcrap uh, PlayStations, and you can legit platinum the game from a week that I start playing so popular it. in the in, since you're so popular in the streaming community, I would say I will agree to those terms, one hundred percent. And but you have to stream you playing it. That's fine. All right, boom. I'll even tune in. Shoot, I might even donate to your stream. <laughs> Just donate to my extra life. That's all I want. Hey, Tricky, you better oh, well. be careful. This game's a nine out of ten, and it doesn't have a skip button. What don't, are you gonna do? Don't don't worry about <laughs> it. I got I got this handled. Yeah. Okay. I'll well, tell you let's what, make you it be- more interesting then. You've got something out of us. So how about if you don't do it in a week, you remove trophy from the name of your podcast for six months, oh. and you just go by the horse. I mean, it's an easy challenge for you. <laughs> I, I can't just have a podcast called Horse. Sure you can. I mean, you have a podcast. Well, you, no, each full week of you, just you horse. can explain why you're the Horse. Yep. I, I'll I'll rename the show T Dub's Brothel. <laughs> you can you can you can get on the show each week and say this is the podcast formerly known as Trophy Horse. <laughs> we've evolved. Uh, we, yeah, we stopped earning back trophies. Back in the day, I used to. Yeah, I used to care about getting trophies. So do you get? So do I get a negative two for buying the 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 bundle? Yeah, you get a negative two, of course. It's two games. You and your BS rules. But you, hey, you have a potential to get four points back. Yeah, but I'm, you said I, you're going to platinum. But I'm not going to play Bayonetta. Oh, why not? That game's amazing. I'm pretty sure there's a spider in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> new. Actually, I'm I'm surprised with, with the spiders that you guys didn't give me any sh- or or any praise for uh, platinum in uh, Coin and X House, which had a huge spider in it. You don't see it though. You yes, spawn you, do. It, you go to the debug menu. You go to the debug menu. You spawn everything in at one time, that you, and you and then they're so big and so distorted, you don't see anything. Oh. And then you go to the debug menu and hit the kill all button. You, you platinum. You didn't even play that game. You just. Typed in a few commands and platinumed it. Oh, I'm not denying. Whoa, whoa, easy, easy. I mean, that that's the usual practice over there, I believe. So. I'm I'm not denying it, but <laughs> the spider still was on the screen when I came out of the debug menu. Well, speaking of platinums, let's head on over to the Loot Bros Podcast True Trophies leaderboard, since we're hot and on fire with this subject. Uh, if you want to get your gamer tag read out on the show, all you got to do is go sign up for the TrueTrophies.com uh, Loot Bros leaderboard. Uh, get yourself some trophies, and if you make it in the top three, uh, then you'll get a little shout out on the show. Uh, that being said, Dat One Seagal, it's like Steven Seagal, uh, he got 238 trophies this week, coming in first place and knocking Affectatious Donk into second. Let's give that man a, a slow clap. That's very, very nice. Very nice. Good job, JT. You finally did it. Now, I totally expect for the next four weeks for CJ to just trounce you and embarrass you in trophies. No, not at all. That is a fantastic effort. I agree with you, Daryl. I mean, the problem, the problem I have here is that he has not done all these uh, radar plats. So he's going he's gonna to be stacking them up for a while now. So that, that's fantastic, sir. And I know, I know you're very close to level 42. So I'll give you a little congratulations for that as well. Well done. Very good. All right, and then in second place is CJ, the affectatious donk, with two hundred and six trophies. Mm. I see that you, uh, you, the, your bad. latest trophy is Not the house flipper. Thank 
Yeah. <laughs> I see like your latest trophy is a house flipper. How is that? Yeah, it's, it's ironic, isn't it? Should be called Game Flipper. I'd have the plat by now if that was the case. Uh, look, look, I, look, I don't know. To be honest with you, I played, I played like ten minutes or so. It, it's look, it's fun. It's like a um, whatever. It came from PC or whatever else. It's finally been ported across. It's super, super chill, super relaxing. It's a bit. The name is a bit uh, deceiving. You sort of. In the in the trailer, it looks like you get to design, like with architecture. It's more about actually like going in and cleaning the house and then putting appliances and things like that. That's the majority of the game. But yeah, it, look, it's an easy plat as well, so it's it's unsurprising that I found it. Uh, but yeah, super relaxing. Oh, very cool, very cool. All right, and then in third place, bringing up the rear, as per usual, it is Tricky Mick with one hundred and forty-five trophies. Good job, Tricky. He actually got trophies. Impressive. I just got one right now. Hit the dubstep. Oh, That's awesome. Look at that. I got the, the, the second and third place uh, on the show with me. Got to read your trophies. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and read fourth place while we're at it. Mm. Just to round it all out. That is the resident Daryl oh, with course. 74 trophies. Because <laughs> Daryl can't go to show without giving himself some kind of praise. 74. Hey. Yeah, that's pretty... That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Look, I don't know. I didn't realize it went down that far, but that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. CJ, CJ wakes up to 100 trophies a day. When you so. turn on the system, doesn't Sony reward you? Isn't that what I... You know, Daryl, you're the perfect candidate for this PlayStation celebration thing where you can only earn a maximum of six trophies a day. You, you could win this thing. I don't know how it works, but I know you can only earn six a day. So you're, you're, on, you're yeah, looking good I, for that. Yeah. I don't know. I got, I signed up for it. I got a I got a couple of avatars. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Excellent. So, all right. And then if you want to get your gamer tag ran out for the Xbox, we have a TrueAchievements.com uh, leaderboard. It is the Lubros Podcast leaderboard. In first place, it is Gwen's Candle with 810 <laughs> achievement points. I'm not kidding. The person's name is no. Gwen's Candle. No. I swear to you. Go to it. I swear to you. Dad is like, no. I swear to you. I swear I literally just spit water all over the keyboard. <laughs> hey, well, he just wants to smell Gwen's Candle. That is, that is, that is fantastic. Okay, Congratulations to Gwen's Candle. It's been places. I'm, are you there yet, Tanner? It's been places. <laughs> Gwen's Candle. And, and it's not me, by the way. It's not me. Like, really? Is that for real, or are you just having a laugh? I, I swear to you. I will, I will share my screen with you no, no, uh, on, I believe you. on Skype. <laughs> this is the, literally this is the most amazing thing. I had no idea, because I didn't check the leaderboard beforehand so i just was like oh okay cool you know i'm gonna do leaderboards can you guys see my screen yet yes you can see it no no, no. it just went it just went away all right hang on let me let me go back sorry listeners i know this is really good audio but these guys have to see it all right can you see it now no no why does technology hate me all right there you can see it now for sure there it is Gwen's Candle, first place, 810 achievement points. What, what did they play? I can't make that out. Uh, Gravity <laughs> Duck. <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> uh, that, is, that, is, uh, that is the most amazing thing. In second place, it is JDI Master Ace with 207 achievement points. 
And in third place is Magicka. Zach Ledford with 150 achievement points. And I got to give a shout out to my boy Dump Licker with 125 points and a happy birthday, brother. Hey, yeah. by the way, happy birthday, Daryl. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was very sweet of you. You're too kind. And, and happy birthday to your vice president. Oh, that's right. Uh, he should be listening in tonight. Well, not tonight, but you know, he'll be listening to the show when it comes out. Oh, wait, wait, All wait, right. wait. Who? Donnie. Oh. The not. VP. Come on, man. I thought you were talking about actual work. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I said your vice president, not the vice president. <laughs> uh, so, all right. And uh, I would say head over to the true Steam achievements page, but not only has no one gotten any achievements, but the board didn't reset from last week's score. So I'm Seriously? just saying, uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you PC players are broken. just nothing. This is nothing. I got, I got nothing for you. All I hear about is PC Master Race, and then all I all I know about the PC Master Race is that your computers don't work, your drivers need updating, you're you're playing with your turbo tax and your your leaderboards don't update. Killing me. You can bet Gwen's candle wouldn't waste their time there. <laughs> That's amazing. Someone named someone <laughs> either created an account and did that or or uh, change their name to that, but regardless, that is amazing. That right there, somebody, need, I want to shake their hand uh, after they watch it. Well, of course, because... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> watch, watch I'm, I'm more upset than I didn't think of it first. <laughs> say here. <laughs> Could you, did you say that Gwen's candle and then it was Dump Licker first and second? <laughs> no, and uh, oh. uh, it was Gwen's candle and then Dump Licker's pulling up the rear. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, are right, you guys ready to head on over to uh community questions? Sure. All right. So, if you want to write into the show, you can go to the Loot Bros Podcast Facebook group and or the Loot Bros Podcast at gmail.com. And Simon writes in and he says you've been handed a life sentence in a maximum security prison. The good news is you get to pick any gaming character to be your cellmate. Who do you pick and why? P.S. Lou. All right, you're up first, Triggy. My Division Two character. What is his? What is his or her name? Tricky Mick. All right, so you're dead. All right, what about you, CJ? <laughs> <laughs> so, so just to spend the time with, is that or yeah? That the point? Probably Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, so I could neck myself quickly. <laughs> Uh, I feel Good Lord. I feel like we got all joke answers here. <laughs> all right, what about you, T Bird? It's a um, life sentence. <laughs> Doom guy. <laughs> yeah, y'all gonna have a lot of conversation. You and Doom guy. <laughs> exactly. I'm not social. He's not social either. It'll work out fine. Wait, can I change you my answer? Be, you won't be talking to old Doom guy. Trust me, you'll be doing something else. Oh. Can, can I change my answer? Be... Yeah, sure. I want to change it to Holly Quinn. Okay. Because not only is she crazy enough to defend me and oh, be, come on, kill everybody. Even in jail, you don't have a chance with her. And, and <laughs> I can, you know, have, you know, conjugal visits with her. I, I, don't, I don't think that's how it works. You said it's my All cellmate, right. so. I got a life sentence uh, with any video game character. Uh, I'm choosing Claptrap. 
<laughs> I'm not even I'm not even a big Borderlands Are fan. You wanna, like, kill, reason, you want to kill yourself? <laughs> for whatever reason, uh whenever I read this question, it reminded me of that uh that poker game on PS3 where you had the character from Sam and Max and uh Claptrap and a handful of others and there's some pretty clever jokes on there. Poker night so, at the inventory. Yep, there you go. All right. That's a good check. Levi writes in and says, Have you guys played No Man's Sky? Is the is it a re-release or what? Says I see that it had bad reviews for years. Now they're pushing it heavy, and it's getting some great and decent reviews. What has changed, and does it stack up to the recent hype? Anybody here played No Man's Sky? No, nope. you. Uh, I know Yield did, but I didn't. So I have an interesting story about this game. So obviously, Levi, you know, because you're coming back now and you're, you're revisiting a lot of games. This game released to massive, massive hype on the PlayStation. Sony bent over backwards to push this down people's throats. Their pre-order, the pre-order, I don't know if you remember, Daryl, the pre-order market was huge for this game. And I think this broke oh, pre-orders yeah. for a lot of people, this game, because I, I did pre-order it. And I remember waiting to, to play at midnight here. I was quite excited. And it was a broken mess at launch. And look, I understand now it's, it's way better, but I think, I, don't, I think a lot of people would not give this game the time of day anymore that, we're in that situation before. I'm sure if you're coming at it now, it, it's probably wonderful, but it's a, I think it's a sore point for a lot of PlayStation gamers, this particular game. And I mean, look, so it's not the first time Sony has thrown garbage down our throats like Horizon Zero Dawn, but it's probably the, <laughs> oh, the, worst, my. <laughs> the worst examples of it in a pre-order basis. And look, to be honest with you, and I'm not even joking, the guy even went underground. That's how much Tusty. he was copying from around the world. And now, admittedly, he did fix it, but he, he went out, my understanding is he was on American talk shows over-talking the game, hyping Tusty. Mm-hmm. So he's equally at fault. It's not just Sony. But that, yeah, that was a very interesting case study and what not to do from a developer, I think. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Frosty actually bought it that, like, release week and ended up mm. taking it back, getting a full refund. Yeah, it was dreadful. Yeah, it's one of the only cases I've ever heard of, of the full refunds being actually issued. <clears throat> um, I bought it, oh, man, when the No Man's Sky Next came out, so when they had the Xbox uh, edition drop and they had the really big update, and everything was in it that was promised, um, I didn't play it, you know, it uh, with all the all the craziness going on. You know, I was like, well, I'll just kind of sit this one out. Um, and it really did kind of like uh, it kind of reemphasized or I guess reinforced where I was already standing with some pre-orders. You know, it's kind of like, ah, I think it's kind of time to stop and just play what I got. And, um, but I ended up picking it up and played it with my son just a little bit. And it seemed really neat from where it's at right now. Now, granted, I didn't spend any real time with it. Um, you know, not enough to really give a, an honest judgment or critique of the game. Uh, but from what a little bit I did play, it seemed like it was, it was everything it was supposed to be at launch. Um, now, uh, Simon, uh, who wrote in here a little while ago, he actually uh, has platinum that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he it was in the, in the comments the other day saying it was really good. And he played it when it was, quote-unquote, broken. And he still played through it and got the platinum. So I can imagine if there's people out there who are finding enough enjoyment in it when it's in its worst, then now that it's in its best, it's probably something special. Yeah. I just think, though, I mean, the problem with that game is it's a bit of a time sink as well. And those sort of games, like I know, Levi, look, I'm going to talk to you directly because you seem to be across everyone's podcast these days. I feel like you're sitting beside me or looking over my shoulder. 
at the moment, which is fantastic, <laughs> sir. But <laughs> seeing we're talking directly now, openly and honestly here for you, you know, thank you. Uh, I I know you're a PC gamer, and the problem is there are better games that do this on the PC that are more in depth. I'm thinking of Stellaris. So if you are thinking of dumping, you know, this sort of time into a game like that No Man's Sky, which you know. It may be fine, as, as Daryl says. Now, it might even be worth looking at some of the PC alternatives. Yes, they're a bit more complicated and stuff, but, you know, they're better, <laughs> for want of another word. So could be something to consider, I think. There you go. All right. Jared writes in, and uh, he posts a link, and he asks the question, how many of these will Tanner buy? So as you click on said link, it says the first ever vagina scented air freshener has launched onto market. Olapur, a Spanish company, has heard the request of its customers and has finally released their first car freshener with a vagina smell. Its price will be around 10 euros and will guarantee an intense vagina smell for at least two weeks. What say you, Tanner? It looks like that too. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's something else. Um, I'm not going to buy any of these. I can tell you what this is going to be massive in the Japanese market because you're going to get the men. They're going to get up against it and they're going to go to town on it. Oh my god! Can you imagine almost that? made me spit drink all over my keyboard. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I mean, who's yeah. asking for this? Does it say? <laughs> I, I don't know. Apparently, it says their customers have been asking for years. <laughs> Uh, Look, I'm, I'm all for this. Excellent. Why not? 10 euros. It's a bargain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Levi writes in again and says, when will we hear from Spider Packs and his entourage again, a.k.a. the Elisor Trio? Uh, I got to say, guys, I was extremely proud of the uh, of Spider Packs and the Trio um, for coming on the show in, in, as replacements for my co-host. Um, last weekend was kind of one of those weird weekends where we uh, had some uh, some some guys had to work, some guys had to jerk, and then other guys had to reschedule, and so things didn't quite work out. And we were like, okay, we'll reschedule for the next night. And then the next night came, and then some people pretended like they didn't see our messages. And I was like, all right, I'll just put a little a little something out there for the folks, you know, read the leaderboards and give them the things they have to have. And just kind of last minute, I grabbed my kids and I was like, hey. Pax, why don't you come in here and just tell Daddy what you've been playing video game-wise? And he sat down in front of the mic and just blew my mind. I was like, wow, this is great. So then I went and grabbed Zoe, and then I went and grabbed Noah, and I was I was super proud that how well they spoke and how uh, I was entertained. I don't know if anybody else was entertained or annoyed that my kids were talking so much, but I thought it was pretty great. So I don't know when you'll hear from them again, uh, but I got to say, I personally, of course, I'm their dad, so I'm biased, really enjoyed it. I thought it was good too. I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't, you know, I can't handle children at the best of times. I understand they need to be around, but, you know, a bit much for me. But I thought it was good. And I was, I, your elders spoke very well, I thought. And to be honest, I never knew so much about Tamagubi before. And now I know, I know a lot about it. So it's awesome. <laughs> uh, Looking forward to the PlayStation it. port. There you go. Tamagotcha life. I leave out, leave out also writes in and says, why is Doom 3 so much better than Doom 2016? Uh, I, I personally got to say it's not. Doom 2016 is a far superior game. But Doom 3 is still really good. So, anybody else? Nope. I haven't play- I never played it. Never was interested in playing it, so I can't speak on it. 
I didn't can mention I, it earlier, can I ask but when I've been Doom, Doom Three made. Like, when oh, is Doom like, Three? Old, old. It's like OG oh, okay. Xbox. Oh, okay. Um, but then it was ported to the 360 in the BFG edition, and then it was just recently re-released on uh, PS4. For it's got the uh, Doom One, Doom Two, and then Doom Three with all the extra content and stuff that released over the years. And then they came out with a physical version that has Doom One, Two, Three, and Doom Twenty Sixteen all on one disc. So good deal. But I meant to mention it earlier that I was playing it. Uh, I did take a hit on the backlog beatdown because I purchased this one for myself. Uh, couldn't find anyone to get that one for me. But uh, I was playing through it recently, uh, and it's good. It's a little slower. I mean, it's it's really hard to play 2016 and then go back to anything uh, slower than that. Uh, but it is a little more horror-focused, so there's a lot more to the atmosphere and the sounds. Uh, the guns don't feel near as punchy, and as, as, as when you connect with stuff, it just doesn't feel as good. Uh, and so I want to go back through and finish up Doom 2016, but I knew that if I put my hands on it now and then go back to Doom 3, I won't finish it. So while I was far enough removed from Doom 2016, I, w- I wanted to knock out Doom 3. So, uh, but it's a good game. So, Andrew writes in and says, "Is a plain hot dog just an underage chili dog?" <laughs> well, it depends if you can get your lips around it or not, sir. I think that's the oh, distinction in wow. most states of America these days. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Could you gosh. imagine if we got that question and I posed that to Mindy? I tell you what, I'd be off. I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question though, Andrew. I I'm interested to hear the American perspective uh, from you you three. I got to say we get the best questions here on the Lit Bros podcast. <laughs> from week to week there's a couple zingers and I just love it. So, all right, T-Bird, what about the hot dog? I don't even know how to answer this. <laughs> Well, first you open up Urban Dictionary. Gotcha. Okay, you may you may, you may go look up Urban Dictionary real quick. My clanky keyboard. <laughs> Tricky, you got an answer for the uh, hot dog? I do not have an answer. So I'm going to go with yes. A plain hot dog is in fact just an underage chili dog. And when said hot dog uh, hits uh, uh, hot dog puberty. Then it will uh, find, puberty. find its it will find its way into uh, the the chili factory, and there you have it. You want to be careful; you're going to end up on the registry again, sir. <laughs> uh, all right, but uh, on a serious note, Andrew uh, writes in. He says, "All right, serious question: What are some things that we are tired of or fed up with seeing in video games?" He says for him, he's pretty tired of BS ultra hard bronze trophies and multiplayer shoved into clearly single player games. CJ, you're up. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll take on the multiplayer, I suppose. I don't play a lot of shooting games, so I, you know, I know that's an essential part of it. But the multiplayer I play, I suppose, is in racing games. And it, it, it's becoming, I mean, it's always been obnoxious, but, you know, this, you know, win 20 races online or something or win 50 races online which is just i mean it's just a boosting fest so it's just a waste of time i think especially with a lot of these games have have strong single player um new campaigns or whatever they're not online focused racing games uh, anymore and and a lot of them you you couldn't even find anyone anyway so that that's annoying 
And then I think, I mean, more on a, a general thing, something that I find frustrating, I mean, it, it's a problem with Sony, a massive problem. It's going to be a bigger problem with PS5 is the amount of stuff that's being released broken. And, you know, and, and it's not uncommon now for, for Sony not even to question you if you ask for a refund. They'll just, they'll just accept you at your word now digitally, which is a big shift I've noticed in gaming a lot in the last two years. <laughs> Before, you know, they, they used to be a little bit more, um, they want to proof and stuff. Now they almost just, t- just take it. So they, they, need, they even know that a lot of this stuff is getting out on the store. And I think that ties into the fact that a lot of devs know that they can put the game out there, get the money, and then fix it later. And I'm not talking about AAA games, which I know happens. But I'm talking about indie games. And the problem is, is that the profit margin for some of these studios is so small that there's no guarantee they can fix it. So you can be left with a broken game. And, you know, which I, I, think, that's, I think that's very frustrating, um, the lack of quality control. And this is happening. And while it may be okay for me, because I just roll with it, I don't think it's acceptable for people that, you know, $30 is a lot of money. If you invest in this game, you expect it to work or, you know, at least work, you know, to, to a degree. And I think, I think that's a really serious issue. I'm not sure how that's going to be fixed other than moving to, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It happens on all systems. So I'm not sure what the answer is. I agree with you 100%. I was going to say that for me, uh, broken games. Uh, and I'm going to use, uh, I'll use Dawn of Fear as an example. Um, yeah, I can pick the game up. I'm playing through it. I'm, my plan is to, you know, play it as I would an old school survival horror game. And then all of a sudden the game's glitched and busted. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to start all over now. And my time is extremely valuable to me because, you know, if, if I get an hour to three hours, that might be all I can get for the week or that might be all I can get for a stretch of days, you know? So if I just blew it and it essentially can't even make any progression or came to me, that's that really, that's, that's frustrating. Uh, you know, and so then, then I saw, Oh, well, they're going to fix it. I started looking it up. And then a lot of the, the buzz about the game was that it was glitchy. You know, people were enjoying it, but it had a lot of glitches. So it, it's very frustrating that things can be released in such a broken state. And, you know, I keep hearing this this conversation of redemption stories. You know, I've heard other podcasts here lately give whole whole talking points to like, well, is this a redemption story? Is this a redemption story? And the fact that we're even we're even okay with the with games being broken and then being fixed that we're you know like it's just it's super 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 frustrating. And then the other thing would be these massive updates that are bigger than the actual game themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, those updates are them just recoding something entirely that they had to do the whole code for. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, there's certain games that, like, I'll give you an example, and I've used it before on the show, but Master Chief Collection. So if you play the game offline, all right, f- start off fresh off the disc, over half the content's not even there, right? So if you put in the disc and then you ping the internet, you ping you know, any kind of online at all, then it it starts an entire brand new installation of a, of a com- basically completely different game. So, you know, kind of piggybacking off what, you know, the game's being released broken. <laughs> the only way to get the game fixed is to download a complete different game. So it's uh, to me, those things are super frustrating between that and just these massive, massive updates. Like I get it. And the more graphically, you know, uh, textured and, and, and the 4Ks and the, and the 5Ks and the 8Ks and all that crap. I mean, all the Ps that they're adding into the, the 1080s, it's just going to make the patches and the, the, the sizes get bigger and bigger. 
But I'm telling you, man, like I tried to play Call of Duty with Tanner the other day. It's like, oh, here's a 40 gig update. Oh okay. man, there's already there's already more updates that you haven't got yet. Yeah, I can't even keep up with them. I can, I mean, like I literally have tried three on three occasions to play the new Call of Duty online with people, and have had been stuck behind you know long long updates that my internet clearly doesn't approve of. So it's like I can't even play the game in the little bit of a window that I have. You know, it's like oh, and I've got automatic updates on. <laughs> it just didn't do it. So okay. What about you, T-Bird? Well, piggybacking off of you, it's obviously broken games coming out of launch, and it's mainly the looter shooter stuff like Anthem was. You get Anthem, you get Division, Destiny, all of them. They come out, they're just broken. It doesn't make sense why they're broke or nothing. Just, oh, they say we had a deadline, let's push it out. They'll buy it. They'll they'll pay for it. And then they'll forgive us when we fix it. They'll celebrate us. Yeah, it's 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 unacceptable. What about you, Triggy? Uh, repeat repeat the question again, just because I want to make oh, sure. Oh God, Alex, not even paying attention. <laughs> no, no, I was paying attention. I just want to make sure I clarify the question. No, I already know your answer. It's games you actually have to play that you just can't skip through. <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> said what are things that you're tired of or fed up with seeing in games non-skippable playable scenes <laughs> uh i mean to kind of piggyback on you guys answers it's the same thing but the one thing that i hate is that <sighs> they shoehorn a style of game kind of like call of duty like call of duty games i I want to play, but I can't play because they're first person. And it goes back to that uh, Dave Kojima quote, you know, oh, my Death Stranding is getting bad reviews because everybody's a first person shooter. Some games, I just feel like I understand the first person shooter genre is very popular, but like stop shoehorning, you know, styles of games into this. Like when... PUBG was popular, then we got Fortnite, then how many other Battle Royales we got? You know, make your game for what you want your game to be, not because you're trying to go for a cash grab. That's what annoys me. I feel you. I feel you. All right. You guys ready to move on to this week's official topic? Sure. Please. You ready for some twat? <laughs> No, it is the this week's official topic. Uh, it clearly says twat. So, uh, all right, guys. Uh, this week's official topic is: What is your dream next gen launch lineup? Now, I'm talking uh, PlayStation Five. I'm talking Xbox uh, Sex. I'm talking uh, Switch Two, uh, PC Two. You know, whatever next gen looks like. What PC are two? Three to five games, you know, that you guys are like, if I had, if I was picking it, if I was Mr. Xbox, if I was Mr. PC, if I was Mr. PS5, this is what I would put out there. T-Bird. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> definitely, like, obviously, I want Bloodborne too, but don't think I'm going to get that. That's actually all I really want. That, that, that will come eventually. 
That's all five. <laughs> that's all. This literally, that's all five. I just so, so. So you would buy the new PlayStation if it launched with the new Bloodborne. Yep, like a hundred percent. All right, like right CJ. now. Just, uh, all right, go ahead, dude. No, I was gonna say right now, like I don't really have a reason to own a console, especially if I can play PlayStation games on my PC now. So. Well, not all of them. Yeah. Majority of them. I think the, I thought there was only like three you could play right now. No, he, he's using PS Now. Oh, understood. The superior uh, streaming service. Yeah, because you can totally download it to P- your computer, which is not the case. That's why I said streaming. Yeah, it sucks still. <laughs> so. All right, CJ, what about you? What's your dream launch lineup? I don't know. I mean, most of the the big games that are being pushed now are going to be launch titles, I suppose, aren't they? Like Cyberpunk and Last of Us. And I mean, they're basically going to be on the lineup, aren't they? I suppose. so. It seems that way. It definitely, well, the delays this year too, it really does seem like things are lining up to drop, if not right right at launch, right before. Yeah, because I know yeah. Cyberpunk's coming out on all, all the consoles. Mm. And uh, Last of Us, I think it's just coming out on PS4. It's supposed to come out on PS4. It, it, I think it's an interesting question because I don't... Like, I mean, you know, I'm sure most of us will buy one one version of the new console at some point in the future, whether it be day one or, or, or down the track or whatever. But I don't... I don't feel the same way as maybe the the launch coming up with PS4. Although that was a you know that wasn't a, an amazing launch either with what they they necessarily had at the time. But I, I don't think that like there's no games that I'm pressing to play at the moment. I suppose so. I think I suppose I'll buy based on the tech and the specs and and what it offers. You know, graphically and power and stuff. But but not because I like I'm trying to think like to be honest. Sony looked like it almost had nothing, and now these games have been pushed. Which you know maybe that was. You know, fortuitous. Maybe that was the plan the whole way along. And I mean, and I know Microsoft will will launch with Forza, of course. You know, on there. So I don't, I don't know. Like Forza is a big enough seller for me to buy a six or seven hundred dollar Xbox Australian. Like you know, I did that with the the X. Um, so that's enough for me. But I don't know that it's going to be enough this time around. I think the systems we have are good enough, and I think the library is so extensive now. I mean, I'm like, look, I'm I'm playing a ton of, and I can't keep up with it. And and it works great on the current system. So I'm not sure what they can push out that's going to... I mean, the only thing they can do is just push out the games that are not backwards compatible. So you'd have to play them on the PS5. I suppose that would force you into to acquiring the new system. But but short of that, I think, you know, I, I think they would still run fine. So I'm not, I'm not really sure. Like, I, I don't know. What, what's your opinions? What do you want to see? Well, I would say... <clears throat> If I had to pick like my dream lineup, you know, based off of using the PS4 and then the Xbox One lineups, right? So if we're looking back at the PS4, they came out, you know, their launch lineup was Killzone, Shadowfall. Uh, you had Call of Duty Ghost, Battlefield 4, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Rezogun, Warframe, which was free to play, uh, Madden and NBA, Madden 25, NBA 2K14. 
And yeah, then the, arguably the biggest game you just mentioned then Assassin's Creed was also on the PS3. That was a correct. Just, and I mean, well, all no, of all of well, all, actually, all of the the Assassin's Creed it was actually a different Assassin's Creed on the PS3. No, that was the next year. No, Black yeah, Flag was on PS3 because that's where I have it. Um, I, no, it was the following year for Unity. That was when Rogue came out for the old. God, uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. Yep, you're good. No, and then on the Xbox One, they had uh, Rise, Son of Rome. They had Killer Instinct, uh, Ra- uh, Dead Rising Three, Forza Motors. Was it Forza Five? Yeah, it was Motorsport Five. Was. Yep, and then you had. Um, uh, Battlefield 4 and then Assassin's Creed Black Flag and then you had Titanfall. Um so you know if you if you just kind of loosely base it off that you know, you're going to have your main end of the year shooter so you think PS5 Xbox Series X uh is going to come out with the latest Call of Duty um whatever the latest Assassin's Creed is. Now for me personally if I was picking I'd say it would be Call of Duty Ghost 2 because Call of Duty Ghost is clearly the best Call of Duty to ever come out. Uh, I would say, as far as your family-friendly title, what's going to be your mascot game that's going to get people in? You got to have Knack Three, because everybody loves Knack, right? Uh, I would say, us. being that they're flirting with the idea of uh, of Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the second the sequel coming out. I don't know that we're going to get another kill zone. So if it was me choosing, I would say yes, launch with something strong like another Horizon. Um, because if you, we typically, we don't really get good launch years, you know, like most of the time the launch games are, are passable to throw away. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I would say honestly, the best game, if you, if you had to pick like, what was the best game off the PlayStation lineup? I thought Killzone was the best one. Uh, and I thought rise was the best Xbox game. Even though Rise now, was critically uh, lambasted as the worst game of all time, nah, well, I, I didn't think it was that bad. So I thought it was actually comparable to the Order eighteen eighty six, uh, which you know a lot of people don't really enjoy that either. But I really enjoyed that game. Um, I liked it better than like Rise. Um, but shoot, if while we're on the subject of it, I would say if PlayStation's you know if this is my dream lineup again, I'd come out with the the next Order as well. Uh, fill that you know fill up that universe a little bit. I see. You're talking about more games you'd like to see that may not necessarily happen, though. Okay, I get it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I tried to loosely base my list off of what you know what could be a possibility, considering what's happened in the past. Um, And of course, we we know it's coming out. But I'd also say you got Cyberpunk dropping, and they delayed it. So I would say Cyberpunk be a launch game, or at least that same window, so that even though it does release on current gen, it'll also release on next gen. Uh, and then The Last of Us 2, you know, and of course, uh, Halo is coming out for the Xbox crowd. So I think that, you know, you, you take what's coming out third party that you you know is going to happen. And then the handful of, of big games. I mean, if it was me and I was Mr. Xbox, you got Halo coming out. I would try to get me a good third person action game, you know, and I don't know. I'm, I would imagine that Hellblade 2 is not anywhere near close, but... Again, if this is my wish, my wish list here, I would say release Hellblade Two as your launch game. You know, being exclusive. You know, something. I mean, or another Rise game or something like it. I don't know that we'll ever get another Rise game, but uh, that game had potential. See, unfortunately, Rise: Son of Rome and The Order eighteen eighty six both came out with really beautiful games, 
with fantastic worlds. Yeah. But the substance wasn't really there. Even though Rise was a much more was a longer and much more filled out game than the order. It was essentially a series of quick time events. You know, you go through like a little you, you run up, you, you you slash slash quick time event, slash slash quick time event, and then you have like a little puzzle-ish section, or you might have to dodge some spears and some arrows and bullcrap. And then it's just a little rinse and repeat. Uh you know, I don't know. I just think that there's 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 a lot of games we know are coming, and there's a handful that I would love to have. Uh, if I was choosing, I would say definitely some of those sequels. Yeah. What about you, Tricky? I see what you mean. Uh, mostly, I just want to see... Uh, obviously, I want to see Horizon. I want to see... Uh, I, not that I think this is going to happen, because Horizon, I think, is going to be a launch title. I'd like to see at least something on God of War 2, or the next God of War. Um, but mostly, I just want to see up scaled games that we're currently playing because I brought this up on Trophy Horse and I kind of got shot down a little bit but like games like games for service like Division, Destiny, stuff like that obviously games that are going to be ongoing, people are still playing and games that people are going to be a little hesitant to buy the new console for because they realize that in order to keep playing their games they're going to have to keep their Playstation 4 uh or Xbox One uh, hooked up. You know, I want to see upscaled versions of these games, and that's basically all I want. I mean, as we, as you guys have said, the, the launch lineups are typically weak, and now that we're going into backwards compatibility with the Xbox being fully backwards compatible all the way back to the original Xbox, the PlayStation 5 is going to be fully compatible back to the PlayStation 1. Uh, it... it I want to see those stellar games. Like I'm, I'm pumped for Godfall. I want to see Horizon, but mostly I want to see the games that are ongoing get PlayStation Five versions of them. If that, if, if I, I don't know if that's the exact term, I you know proper term, but like I said, games like The Division, uh, Destiny, Rock Band for you know for sake, you know, make sure that all those games are compatible with the new system. That if somebody is playing on PlayStation 5, they can play with somebody on PlayStation 4. You know, all that stuff. That's I, I'm more worried about the internal workings of the system than the games, because I know the games will come. I'm more worried about make sure at launch your system works with the people that haven't upgraded yet. See, Tricky, that's what I find really interesting. Like, I think these games of a service, it, it interests me that neither... Now, maybe this is happening and they're not you know, coming out and saying it, but neither Microsoft or Sony are, are, are throwing huge amounts out of Ubisoft, you know, for their Division 2 or their Rainbow Six Siege uh, 6 to basically grandfather people into the new system. You know, they could almost almost float a, a game, a skew is what you're saying there, on this system to, to basically encourage slash force the players across and help sell the consoles. I think, I think that's a very interesting idea. I don't know. I'm... I think that's a, it'd be a very sneaky thing to do, but uh, you know, it, it could be something. But now that if, if I can also just add one other thing, now that I understand the question better, I'm sorry, sir, who wrote the question, but what I would like to see is Xbox lean further into their Japanese uh, development and Japanese games. I know Phil Spencer spending a lot of time and effort to do that. I think it's one of the last things Sony still has over Microsoft is if you're a JRPG player, you, you have to play on Sony at the moment, you know? And I think, 
I think Microsoft are in a very strong position to build relations with those studios, considering the last year or two years, Sony have not done an amazing job with many of those Japanese developers in their censorship and, and sales and things like this. And I'm very keen to see, and I'm, I'm hoping that he can start with Final Fantasy XIV, because I know Square, you know, they've been pushing that for some time. And I think that will open the floodgates for the Xbox, because if they can if they can put a skew of that game on and then open up localizations, which, you know, Sony have, have shown time and time again that they're not interested in localizing or even assisting the developers to, to push some of these games, which are fantastic games, some of them, to the West. I, I think this is an untapped market. And for me personally, I, I think it's a, probably uh, the biggest, biggest deal breaker for me when that, that comes across. And I don't think I'm in the minority. And I think the sort of gamer that plays these games, they tend to buy a lot of these sort of games as well, whether they finish them or not, because they're so long. But there's a, there's a high attrition rate for, for these games. So I think it's a very interesting, interesting market to go after that Microsoft have not had access to before, but come the, the sex machine, uh, hopefully they can, they can uh, you know, <laughs> get some Japanese goodness <laughs> into them. Yeah, I was reading an article on uh, Game Rant, and they were just kind of going over some of the rumors, some of the launch game rumors that are that have been listed. Uh, and you know, I would never choose it, but you just kind of wanted to acknowledge the fact that this little there's some some lists out there that do exist. Uh, the Gran Turismo Seven, MLB The Show Twenty One, Demon Souls Remaster, uh, Godfall, and then a brand new IP from Sony Santa Monica Studio called Legends are some of the rumored titles for the PS5. Uh, and then as far as the Xbox Sex, uh, some of the rumors are uh, Sinuous Saga, Hellblade 2, Lord of the Rings Gollum, uh, and then Outriders, which I think Outriders actually just was on the cover of Game Informer. And I think that actually is coming out this holiday. So that one might actually be, might be correct. So. It's very interesting. I think we're just, I think we're on the cusp. Any day now, we're going to find out what the PlayStation 5 looks like, and we're going to start seeing more about these games, and then it's off to the races. Well, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Because, look, I mean, the three of you are, well, I'm not sure about Tanner, but I know you two are massive phony, Sony, phony, phony Sony fanboys. Phony Sony fans. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that's my label. Uh, but no, you're, you're, you're true Sony fanboys. And they are, they're, they're just, you know, they're just sitting behind Microsoft again. Just, you know, which like, I suppose, why not? They're, you know, they're, they're doing massively well. But I, it's just a shame that there's so little information. They're not taking a lead, I suppose. I don't know if that interests you. It, it's very odd, you know, because I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious. Like it, it, to me, it just seems like there's been several opportunities to almost retaliate with news. Mm. It's like, oh, here we go. This is a thing, and you know, here's Xbox. Like when they showed their console at the Game Awards, I mean, that was to me just like they were really getting out there in front of it. Sony said nothing. You know, that uh, was like, oh, well, here's the uh, here's more about it. You know, we just got more details and stuff from the about the Xbox Series X and, you know, all this crap. And they're, they've been talking about backwards compatibility. I mean, I know we had a couple of Wired articles, but that just. I don't know. It just seems odd. It just seems like there's not much of a back and forth. Mm. You know, it's it just seems like there's a lot of. And maybe and maybe it's just that we're overthinking it. You know, that Sony's like watching Microsoft punch up, so to speak. You know, after having such a successful generation, and they're yeah. just like, oh, uh, and they're just maybe they're sitting back going, oh, that's adorable. You know, that's cute. Look at look at Xbox punching up at us. 
Yeah. I don't well, know. I, see, it just... I don't know. I find that interesting though, because like, I, I think part of Microsoft's problem is, and I understand the, mar the, the American market where the, you know, their basis is a massive market, but you know, Sony has a firm foothold in there at the moment. What Microsoft can do is really attack the European countries, which I don't think they're doing enough of yet because they have Game Pass that works. You know, Sony don't have an answer to Game Pass for people outside of America. We don't have access to PS now in Australia. You know, right. there's no, and they're not going to be able to fix that either, you know, in the, in the next year or two. That's just something that, that's a factor. So when you look, and now admittedly the consoles cost more here than the US usually too, and this could be an expensive console, whichever way you go, the option to pay your 10 or 15 or whatever a month to get access to a huge library of games which i know you get there with ps now but you know many european countries don't that that's a real point microsoft can be hammering home and i think we're starting to see it here like i mean you go anywhere you know any you go skiing here in australia which is you know a waste of time most of the time but any of these sort of fringe or you know or, you know extreme sports sony's marketing everywhere they're going after these you know the, the people that partake in this you know the the, the, the quick dollar or whatever else. And Microsoft really haven't up until now, but we're starting to see, you know, you watch some sport, there's some Microsoft ads, you know, around the stadium and stuff. So I think, I think that's really encouraging. I know we're a very small market, but, you know, around the world, it, it still adds up. And I think, you know, I think a lot of that's going to be tied up. I mean, that's going to be a massive issue for Sony in these countries that don't get PS now. Because, I mean, you know, it's all tied up in this PS Plus, all this two games and all this garbage. Like, I think that, I mean, that's a, you know, that's my dream lineup, to be honest with you, from Sony, is that they do something for the European countries so we can somehow access. Because this PS Now, you're actually downloading the games now. You're not streaming them anymore, are oh, you? Oh, absolutely. Like, so so anything, why can that not be made available? I don't understand. Anything from PS4 can be downloaded. The uh, PSN games and then like the PS2, like the, the games that they ported over or up-resed from PS2, like all that stuff can be downloaded. And then all your PlayStation 3 games, you have to stream. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, PS3 games. It, it, it works fine. Everything, But the thing is, like everything on PC, you have to download. Or no, you have to stream it. There's no download. You have to stream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which I haven't done. I, I admittedly haven't used it on PC yet. Um, like, the one, the one time I tried playing Bloodborne on it, I noticed there was a several-second delay from where I hit the dodge button for my character moving on the screen. Yeah, which I, I mean, that, that makes that unplayable. I mean, mm -hmm. at that point, if you can't, if you can't time your stuff correct, which I got, I mean, I, I'll be, you know, I always speak highly of PlayStation now because I use it pretty regular, but I, I gotta say like the streaming, it's even when it seems like it's working correctly, it, whether it's in the back of your mind or not, you're always thinking there's a delay. There's a delay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's some input lag. There's something. Uh, it never quite feels as fluid as playing a game, that, you know, that you actually have the disc in. So even I would love to see when they announce this console, or you know, they actually come out and give the specs on it. If they say we've doubled down on PlayStation Now, and you're gonna be able to download everything, and not only you're gonna be able to download everything, but we've virtually eliminated you know input lag, and you know, I don't know. I think that the, I'd like to get away from streaming anything personally. Like even Amazon Prime was lagging yesterday. Freaking sucked. Yeah, I think I think I would like to see that. And I think I think the other thing, like, look, you know, look, uh, look, I own a, I own thousands of Sony games digitally. So like, I'm and I'm one of a few people like that. So in effect, I'm sort of trapped on the system by my own decision. But I think the fact that I'm at this point 
you know, shows that there's there's problems and like I know I like I don't know, Tricky, what you think, but I don't even know who Sony is. Like they're just it's just a corporation. I don't know who any of the people are. At least I can watch Phil Spencer. I know who he is. I can watch, you know, Major Nelson. I can watch these representatives and I can see that they're doing something with achievements for the community. I mean I just, I don't get that from Sony at all. And as, you know, as someone that's choosing where to, to spend their money and play, it's just, it's disappointing for me, I think. And I mean, look, I don't, only, I don't want to hark back on this, Daryl, but that, that PlayStation Celebration thing you mentioned, that's a perfect example that Sony have no idea what the trophy system is. I mean, they set these numbers to achieve, which, which looked impressive or whatever. And then, I don't know if you know, but the other day, they, they, they started the second round by, you know, 12 hours later, they'd already reached the 375K games played and they were halfway through the trophies. So, yeah. like, I mean, maybe this is a marketing exercise for them to realize how valuable, you know, the trophies are and they're selling their games. Maybe not. But it means that they really don't know if they're setting. This was supposed to be months long thing. This is going to be over in a month, this thing. Less yep. unless they drag it out. So they had no idea. That's what it really means. They had no idea. How many you know people were 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 influenced by this, and it's just a lack of them consulting their community. So that's I why you should, that's what I hope improves on. That's my dream lineup that I can see a face on Sony, and I know it's a Japanese company, and I know that's not the things that they do, but I'm hoping. I mean, even Nintendo does it, so they can do it. It's just I don't know whether maybe they haven't needed to do it, and maybe that's Microsoft's fault. But hopefully, going forward, Microsoft becomes strong enough. And I, and I always like saying, you know, strong enough. I mean, Microsoft could, you know, buy Sony many times over. So, so it's not a question of strong enough. It's just, you know, they're building, they're growing or whatever, redirecting. But it's just a shame that we're not getting some sort of love from the, the system that we prefer to play on. I 100% agree, dude. And when you say it like that, it really puts it into perspective because you're right. They have gotten rid of all of our faces that we recognized, all the personalities that we enjoyed. And Microsoft has done a tremendous job doubling down on the achievement system and the quests for Game Pass and just really incentivizing playing the games. Now, I know we got a couple of listeners out there who like to get funny when it comes to the trophy and achievement talk, but like Microsoft in 2005 started this whole thing you know microsoft started the the achievements and everyone else followed suit because they they, they knew that that was there's so much value in adding these things to the game you know outside of just beating the game and being done with it you know and then now they've gone a step above and adding quests and stuff for gameplay or for, for game pass like i've looked through it and it is crazy cool like the fact that they just come up with like, oh, get the earn these achievements, earn these, do this in this game. So here's a game you might not even played before, but if you want to, if you get the achievements, now you've completed a quest. You get these quests built up. It's almost like an XP system, and then you earn digital currency to where you can essentially, you know, buy games or buy, get more Game Pass. So there is a there's a meta game buried in there to where you could essentially keep your Game Pass going just by playing Game Pass and keeping the achievements and stuff flowing. It's almost like a, like a free-to-play game, you know, mm. like, a, like Fortnite. Like, you get your Battle Pass, right? But then once you've got the Battle Pass, you get enough V-Bucks to essentially buy your next Battle Pass, and then so on and so forth. Or you can take those V-Bucks and you can buy in-game items, which is what they want you to do, you know? Yeah. 
And essentially, that's what that's what Microsoft's done with the quest and the achievement hunting in on Xbox. And they really have made it fresh and fun. And even when your system sits idle, it just pops up with, ooh, here's a random rare achievement that you haven't gotten. Oh, maybe you should try this achievement next. Oh, you haven't played Minecraft in a while. Why don't you go on there and get this one? This is such and such rarity achievement. Yeah. So it's it's it, there's there's a lot of love being put out there, and it's not being reciprocated on the other end. And when you bring up that that PlayStation celebration and how fast we smashed the cap, hey, you see what I did there? Um, <laughs> on that. Uh, Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it was it was mind blowing because I didn't even have a chance to to redeem my my yeah. rewards yet, and we had already as a community just beaten that trophy. I was like, "That's it." <laughs> like, I was I, re- I saw the, the 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 first tier, and I was like, "Huh." Uh, the crew that I run with now will freaking get that in no time. We don't even need yeah. the rest of the the trophy hunters in the in the in the U.S. <laughs> That's very true. And the other thing I find amusing about this, sorry to detract more into more trophy talk listeners, but no. I know the, the, the grand prize or whatever through a random drawer is a, is a PlayStation trophy. I reckon Sony is sitting on a gold mine. If they started selling those things, can you imagine how many people would probably buy a platinum trophy from Sony? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That'd be a license to print money. <laughs> yes, it would be. So, uh, as a matter of fact, I should be making some of those trophies. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else you want to you say before no we get out of here? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're not doing it. <laughs> it's an <laughs> untapped market. So, you guys got anything else you want to say before we land the plane and bounce out of here? No, I'm good. Right, thank All you. right. All right, well, like I said, this has been the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you, CJ. Thank you, Triggy. Thank you, T-Bird. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. Uh, talking shop, talking games. Uh, we even snuck in a, a nice, healthy uh, trophy and achievement section. So burn facial and suck it there, all you haters. Uh, if you if you like the show, please go and like, share, subscribe, uh, do all the things. Check out uh, Push to Plat. That is CJ's podcast. Uh, check out uh, uh, Push to Plat Level Cap. And then what's the latest one you just launched? The deep dives is. Uh, Push to plat platinum something I missed. Oh, platinum series. So okay, yeah. well I'll you know because you've been so kind to me, Daryl, already spruiking my show. You know, so many so many times. You know, look, I'll just <laughs> take a moment here and say that how much I enjoy this podcast. So you know, our podcasts are semi serious or whatever else. And you know, look, I love Tricky's podcast as well. It's where I get all my news from now. I've given up, given away other gaming podcasts. I'm I'm getting into Kali's um game stuff uh, and Roberto's podcast. I think that's great. Because especially because they talk some PC games that I don't know about and Japanese. But I, I always look forward to this podcast because it's guaranteed to make me laugh, which is fantastic. You know, we have similar sense of humor. And I just, I like that you go very close to the line, as you said in the pre-show, but you don't, you don't really cross it, which I think, you know, it's a, good, it's a good place to be in. It's the funniest place to be in. It's just very hard to do sometimes. Uh, so I really appreciate all the love love you've been giving us or whatever else across our, our numerous shows and, uh, and as i said and as you know as you know but in case the listeners don't we're always happy to work with you and continue all to grow equally i think it's a fantastic thing oh, well i appreciate it. that was very kind and as long as you keep pumping out good content i'll keep pimping it on the show because well, i don't just say no it because we're back. friends <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah our friendship is contingent on the quality of your content so uh you if you put surprised out a, how many arrangements i have like that these days so. <laughs> friendship with caveat 
<laughs> yeah, you, so Tricky's Trick, the only upset, uh, only, uh, uh, only uh, uh, exception to the rule. He's the only person that can put out total tr- garbage content, and I'll still be his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Just Got remember you. who gave you your start, sir. Yeah, that's right. It was SoundCloud. Uh, they gave me my start, and then I was discovered by the Proven Gamer Network uh, after my uh, love and affection for the Hannah Montana Platinum Trophy. Yeah. Well, just remember, you, you wouldn't know CJ if it wasn't through me. Uh, you know well, what? I will give no. you give you that one. So, <laughs> anyone I know, anyone that plays Hannah Montana, my door is always open to another Hannah Montana platter. So we would have mentioned, we would have met one day. <laughs> you know what? We should seriously hard to have like a Hannah Montana deep dive. The three well, of I us. Can, I, well, I, I raise- see. I tried to put that game out of my mind. <laughs> I could raise you one better, sir. We have a Patreon member that's on my back to release a deep dive on Slide. So perhaps we could arrange the panel to do that. The, the first oh deep dive on, longer that, than a game. That we, we could probably platinum that game a hundred times in the, in the amount of times it takes I to know. record that podcast. <laughs> oh, dude, that is such that, a good that's idea. That's what you've got to look so. forward to. It Push to plat. Slide. Deep dive. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It is what a, a five-minute podcast, and, and the first two and a half minutes is the intro, and the last two and a half minutes is the outro. Well, I was so. I was toying with the idea, listeners. I don't know. You, you, you probably never come across this because Daryl runs a tight ship, but when you do the edit, you can actually lay track like 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes after the main track finishes, and it'll extend the whole recording, and then just upload that. So it looks like it's a two-hour <laughs> podcast, but it's really just a five-minute one. And they'd be like, how the hell does he talk for two hours on slide? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's that's actually a pretty good idea if I need to pad my numbers. So, all right, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and also be sure to check out provengamer.com. Uh, the our, our special guest tonight, Tricky Mig, that is his uh bread and butter. Uh, that is how he takes care of um the goddess and and buys all of her nice things. Uh, check out the trophy horse uh podcast, they don't really talk about trophies, but they are a bunch of sloppy whores. Uh, and then check out Game Stuff, which is another podcast on the Proven Gamer Network. That is, uh, it's like butt stuff, but it's for games. Speaking of butt stuff, did you like the the game I found for you? I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, if that's it, if that's all everybody's got, uh, we are going to land it right here. Speak now, forever hold your penis. You're going to order one of these vagina-scented car things. Where's that?
you mattered Would you listen then That despite all your flaws You're still a 10 out of 10 You say I'm lying But you're worth your weight in gold All these lies that you've been told So many people for hurting your soul Love how they say that you learn how to roll With the punches Talk about scars but like a bunch Just pay my take anything that it touches And make it feel equal to nothing I'm trying to speak it to your soul To let you know your worth So you can keep your head up You'd survive worse Can't you see yourself How you meant to be seen Hurting people hurt people is such a vicious thing And I will never let anyone bring me down I will continue to fight the fight and always stand my ground Right is right, wrong is wrong, there ain't no arguing that Wasted time looking back, I was so blind to the facts All the people that I passed, everything that I didn't do So afraid of life, looking up through my rear view Run, wasted so much time Love. 